This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here and uh, a new edition of the We Spin Recipes podcast. And uh, today I've got a very special guest. I think it's just the second time I've got an artist uh, on the show and I'm very excited to welcome Abigail Press uh, on this call. Hello, Abigail. Hi. You are an artist and uh, you are a singer as well. And uh, basically you've been using uh, uh, SoundCloud pretty actively to collaborate with different producers and musicians across the world and to create new music. And uh, you just successfully funded uh, a Kickstarter campaign for your upcoming uh, European tour. So just as I learned, you are uh, living basically a few days after after this uh, recording is uh, is being made. So can you tell me a little bit on your background as as a musician? So we will then switch to uh, to to your current projects. Yeah, sure. Well, you have it exactly right. Um, I started using SoundCloud really early on in its development. But before that, I was always a musician. It was part of um, my family um, atmosphere. And I grew up basically under a baby grand piano that we had in our house. And my dad um, had a master's degree in um, organ performance, which translated to him practicing every single day on this piano. And my mom studied voice in college, so that's how they met. He was accompanying her, and that was just a part of our life, and I was always really intrigued by music and wanted to express myself through it. Mm -hmm. So in school, I was in choir, I was in musical theater, I was in jazz choir and, you know, honor choir, all those types of um, opportunities, but it wasn't really until my senior year of high school that I sort of put everything down that I had been doing musically and decided that I wanted to find my own voice and mm -hmm. not read somebody else's notes off of a sheet of music. And it was actually Imogen Heap who inspired me to try and produce something myself. Um, so I opened up GarageBand and... Um, played around with the presets and made my first song. And it's kind of just been compiling and compounding since then. And um, in college, I took a few electronic music classes at Lewis and Clark. And those were really, really helpful and helped me learn more technical softwares. Um, like Reason was the main one that we used in my classes. And then I had um, downloaded Ableton and just sort of had it on my desktop for a couple of years because I was too busy using Reason and then finally just got into it and now that's primarily what I use. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Clear. And and so, so why did you decide to uh, start using SoundCloud as a platform? We are, we are we're going to cover a number of topics, but I'm just really curious about that part. So what exactly uh, got you intrigued by, by this service? Yeah, I'm trying to take myself back to the first time that I heard about it, but I can't really remember a defining moment. I think... What really intrigued me, though, was the interface and 
the way that you could see the sound go through a waveform and then just the comments on the waveform at specific moments was really, I mean, something that I hadn't seen before. And it was at a time when everyone was on Facebook and all these social media sites. So it was an actual profile and something specific to you. And then you could connect with other people. So obviously, since I was interested in music and um, just starting out with this new production style of my own, I thought, you know, what what better way to see if this is working or um, see if I can yeah. find other people online who um, are interested in the same, you know, same sort of styling or want to collaborate. And, and, and how have you been looking for these artists through uh, search tags, some groups or... Uh, how have you been discovering uh, an artist interesting to you mainly? Um, a multitude of different ways, but honestly, I think it happens um, just organically. A lot of times people will um, approach me with collaborations in my just in my SoundCloud inbox. Um, and that's that's a great way that I've uh, just discovered people's music and I've done some great collaborations just by people asking me. Um, but also, I don't know, just digging deep into the internet to find people that I like their music and all, you know, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of rare for me to ask somebody to collaborate <laughs> because I, I don't know, like, I'm, I think I'm scared of a no, but I do sometimes. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but how, how do people, how, how did people start to uh, discover that you are open to collaborations yourself? Or was it also something natural? Or did you make it clear that you are looking for collaborators? I, I think originally I didn't have any information about collaborations or my email address or anything on my SoundCloud and someone... Um, just messaged me through SoundCloud about collaborating. And up till that point, I, had, I don't think I had really thought about collaborating with anyone on SoundCloud. And then that just opened the door to, wow, like somebody wants to collaborate with me. That's great. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so awesome. um, then I realized that it was really fun for me. And I put some little info on my profile, like, hey, hit me up for collaborations. Here's my information. Um, but I just love collaborating with different musicians because it really draws um, different things out of my music and helps me discover new things about my voice and musicality. So I'm, I'm always interested in doing collaborations. God, it's really interesting. And uh, so w w what have been the results of, of these collaborations so how how many songs approximately maybe you've written with other producers and musicians from different parts of the world oh wow uh i would say probably around 15 to 20 mm -hmm. i don't know i have i've never counted them before yeah i mean i think i've been doing collaborations for the last two years so that's been i think that's probably a pretty accurate number around 15 to 20 Um, and then they are based in different parts of the walls, uh, as I can imagine, right? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, my whole tour is based off the fact that I want to meet up with my collaborators. So I have collaborated with people all around the world. And that's, it's just been incredible, you know, because it opens my horizons and connects me to people that I never thought that I would be connected to. And um, I mean, like one of the songs that I did with um, his name, Slyside, that's his producer name. Um, I wrote the song while I was in Germany and then got back to the States after my study abroad and he had it played on BBC One and just knowing that my song was being played on um, a UK radio station was really awesome. Then like the, the actual release that kind of planted the seed for this whole tour was like four years ago I, I released an original track called Drifting Dawn. Mm -hmm. And then like two years later, this Slovakian net label contacted me and said, hey, we're interested in releasing your song on a compilation. Are you interested? And I was like, of course. And then they reached back and they're like, actually, we want to do a single with just your song. And I was stoked. So um, we did that and it... I don't, I don't, we still don't really know why or how, but it got over 35,000 downloads and it just got such an amazing response. And I was amazed by that and thought, you know, am I ever going to meet these people who had done such an amazing thing for me? And, you know, they were really thankful that I wanted to work with them and, it was just this really positive experience. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I worked with them on a couple other tracks, but always in the back of my mind. And when I was working with other people online, I was thinking, will I ever meet this person? You know, so that's been going on for the past two years. You know, this, th this idea um, I was, I mean, they even put me in a Slovakian magazine with a two page interview spread <laughs> and like, nice. Yeah. Just like amazing stuff that I want to, I want to like come for full circle, you know, and bring it to reality because a lot of work that I do is online, but it like, I want to bring it into the, into the real world too. I, I I think there is a bit of a little bit of trend there uh, lately. I've been noticing how uh, how important the physical uh, and real world communication uh, becomes important again because everything is online. Uh, and, but people like fans want to interact with uh, uh, the artists they like in person, and artists want to interact in person as well. So it's th there is a demand for this, and this is such a great thing that you came up with this idea of European tour and uh, uh, you succeeded in it, uh, at it and I'd like to talk about this in a bit more details. So if you don't mind, uh, how, approximately how many fans on different uh, platforms you had around the time you launched this campaign? Well, approximately. Uh, so I think the main uh, platform of yours is SoundCloud, yes? Correct? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I so right now you've got something like uh, getting closer to 6,000 uh, followers. And of course, I know that it's not just about the number of uh, people who follow you there, but 
I'm just curious, have you looked into the amounts of uh, people who follow you on different platforms and uh, who really engage with you before launching uh, this campaign? Have you used this data that you have from SoundCloud, Facebook and so on to uh, come up with uh, the uh, sum that you are rising maybe? I don't know. It's really, really different because my SoundCloud, the number of followers that I have on SoundCloud, you know, it doesn't translate to Facebook or Instagram or, you know, like really any so other social media outlet. Um, they're kind of different, but also, you know, crossover at some points. Um, my Kickstarter campaign was primarily funded through interactions on Facebook, actually, because um, there's not really, there wasn't really a way for me to, I mean, unless I had made a recording on SoundCloud, you know, asking my SoundCloud followers to donate money. Um, I could have done that, but I wanted to keep it more of a campaign and not really integrate into my music as much. Mm -hmm. But what I, the way that I did um, have it influence my music was with the song Wavy. I had produced the song and recorded the track at a friend's house, Matt Randall, shout out. Um, and I was trying to come up, it was still sort of like in the beginning stages of, am I actually going to put this, this idea out, out there for people to decide whether or not it would exist. And mm -hmm. I was looking for some sort of theme or name or, you know, some sort of word for it and wavy was sort of what I was feeling with all music at the time. Mm -hmm. I like to describe music as wavy. I think it's a great way to describe sound because especially what I do because sort of chill and um Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And also sound waves are wavy and and then I was thinking, you know, like I'm gonna fly over waves, sound waves, you know, meeting up with people that I've communicated over sound waves forever. Um so it all just sort of built on itself. Awesome. Yeah, and uh so yeah, can you can you comment on, on how it uh, went overall? Because um I'd like to get a bit of insights on on your experience with uh, running a crowdfunding campaign and on Kickstarter in particular. Did you expect it to be a success or you're really not sure what to expect of it? Yeah. Um, well, I had had experience with Kickstarter before. I funded a music video through it. Um, and I mean, Kickstarter is great if you have a big idea and you just need a little bit of help to make it happen. And... Um, It was, like the first time I succeeded, it was just an amazing feeling. And so I had been saving money for this European tour, but I wanted it to happen sooner. I wanted I wanted to just be able to go and not worry about, you know, saving every month. Like I mean, I could have still done it on my own, but I I knew that having help from, you know, my fans would be really really helpful mm -hmm. um so i w i was honestly really scared before i put it up because this is something i had thought about for two years i mean more than two years and i 
didn't want to fail, I guess. Like, it, just the idea that there was a possibility that everyone would say, well, I mean, it's a good idea, but not this time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a scary thing to confront, but it also didn't hold me back because I knew no matter what, I was going to get there somehow, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I I studied a little bit of um, marketing in college and worked at a, a documentary film festival in Germany. I interned there. So I had a little bit of experience in PR and marketing like that side. Um, so I had a, a video made by my friends in, in Portland, Oregon, Tribe Movement, and um, just, I mean, just put it out there, like this idea. And I think what really took my campaign to a further extent was the fact that I mean, there's plenty of tours that are being funded on Kickstarter, and I mean, my first Kickstarter was a music video, um, but this tour was about more than just a tour. It was about meeting up with musicians and um, collaborators that I've worked online with for years. So there was this added concept and idea, and that's what I mean. I just emailed SoundCloud and told them that they were the reason that I was doing this tour. And, you know, I think it really got their attention that I was doing something different. Because I I don't think I've... I haven't heard of anyone else using SoundCloud to book a tour before. So I I just brought that to their attention. I was like, hey, like, I hope you guys understand that I really love you guys and I'm doing this. (laughs) So that was great to get their support too. And... Um, yeah, so basically not being afraid to reach out to uh, to to platform in this case, even if it's big. And uh, I really like uh, the, the the thing that you mentioned about the video because it's uh, crucial for success of a crowdfunding campaign. And I really like how you are upfront and uh, since about uh, the goal and and very clear. You you draw on the map the the cities that you are going to visit. So it's as clear as it can be. So it's very uh, easy to understand where exactly the money or the money will be spent. Uh, I think that this was uh, done really really well. And uh, yeah, so a couple, a uh, couple more tips on, uh, on on running the crowdfunding campaign. You mentioned that you uh, did a lot of outreach, as I understood, on Facebook. But um, something else, did you uh, found find yourself having to create a lot of content throughout the campaign? Yeah, I mean, I tried to post like every other day. You know, I, I did like a separate little photo shoot. Um, with Tribe Movement apart from the video. So that was just added promotional material, I guess. And then through, I mean, I had the Kickstarter for a month and I definitely recommend a month versus, I think they have the opportunity to do like 90 days or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the way the Kickstarter really works is that you have this um, buildup of anticipation like, you know, time's running out, you only have 30 days, and that really gets people motivated to help you before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also did something where I would post about 
each artist like once a week I picked out or maybe like twice a week depending on like I had a good amount of artists that I'm gonna meet up with so I would do a little like bio profile and post their song um just to you know let people know what I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. and really get that added information out there so it was definitely a lot of a lot of um information and data and pictures and um yeah 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 uh, and and i i guess you uh, did a bit of uh, an extra push towards the end of the campaign right no yeah i mean i did exceed my goal which was amazing um but i did i mean at the end i wasn't sure i i did a little promo of you know if you donate then i'll give you a sample pack of vocals that kind of thing um and i mean i had prizes like i made wavy Mm t-shirts so i had a design made i printed them on t-shirts and hand dyed them so if you donated a certain amount of money then you would get this t-shirt and i'm bringing them abroad too um Mm -hmm. excellent yeah yeah and i mean like my Kickstarter campaign was not asking for like an exorbitant amount of money for a tour. I honestly all I wanted was enough money to get there. So I asked for $2500, which is pretty much like the amount for plane tickets and travel. Um so I mean I had like a little bit of money left over and that I used for, I got a projector and I had a visual component um, programmed for me. So just little things like that. Uh, are you going to film the experience and your tour? I did reach out to some people, like photographers and stuff, but I am just going alone. So I'm going to try and document it as best I can, but I'm going to be on the run and working with people most of the time. So I'm not sure how it's going to work out. Um, I really do love pictures and want to take as many as possible. Mm-hmm. In London, London's my first stop, and I actually did invite a photographer to come over and take some photos. So he's going to meet up with me and this producer named Shem. Um, so I don't know. I'm hoping that the other artists will have their own assets, like bringing a photographer they know or the venue maybe they'll have a photographer um but i also know that soundcloud headquarters they film all of their kitchen sessions which is what i'm doing so i'm really excited that i'll be able to have that piece um to mm-hmm. take excellent yeah and i think that it's uh this tour can be a great reason for you to to boost your following on instagram because uh, I'm sure that a lot of your followers will be checking the stuff that you will be posting. Uh, and I'll definitely keep an eye on, on that uh, myself as well. And uh, uh, while on, on this uh, overall topic of uh, building uh, a brand and following on, on social networks, uh, would you have any advice for other artists uh, to use uh, maybe SoundCloud, maybe any other platform of uh, their choice uh, because I think that one of the reasons why it was so successful for you and has been so far is uh, that you've been just communicating with people. Are there other important companies that 
you'd like to to mention for for other artists who would like to do something cool online but haven't succeeded in it so far? Um, well, I definitely am still 100% with SoundCloud. I think it's a great platform to share your sounds not only on their website but also to embed it in other things. I just think visually with the you can you know you can put the artwork in there and it I think it visually is just the best thing out there. Um, if you have good music, it will be found. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Um, and also, just, I mean, there's so much out there. There's groups on SoundCloud that you can um, communicate with. There's also um, the SoundCloud Heroes. There's one in, I can't remember all of the cities, but... There is one, I mean, there's got to be at least 12 of these people in major cities in the U.S., and they mm -hmm. coordinate meetups, and I've been to a few in Portland, and people who go there just want to geek out on music and share what they're doing and share their sounds, mm -hmm. so um, that's a good way to do it um, in real life, too. Um, I think another way is just to connect every... I mean, if you want to connect with people, just connect all of your social media on every single thing that you do. Like, put, you know, your Twitter handle on your SoundCloud and then people are going to... If they're interested in you, then they're going to click on that and look at your Twitter. And I don't... That's, an, that's a big form for me now is connecting people on Twitter and, like, seeing... You know, if somebody follows me on Twitter, then I'll look at their... Sound, you know, if they have a SoundCloud link, then I'm definitely going to click into it and see what they have up there, you know. Um, have you been using any uh, any software to make uh, the process of managing your social networks simply and easier? No, not really. Um, I mean, I made a website for myself, uh, but that's, that's, I mean, no, I don't. I don't really have any upper realm sort of umbrella that I use for social media. But there's another, I haven't used it that much, but I'm using it with one artist named Maxo. I don't know if, have you ever heard of Splice? Not sure, please tell me. So Splice is a program that's for collaborators and it's an online program, but you download it to be on your desktop or your Um, like the top bar of your computer mm -hmm. and it'll make a folder for you and you can drag in your Ableton projects and then it'll, it will sort of like a Dropbox where it'll load it up to both the like the um, desktop and the web web mm -hmm, view mm -hmm. and yeah. then it'll also track anytime a change is made and sort of notify you. So mm -hmm. I'm really interested in this right now. And, and I think I got like a, I think it's still in beta or something because he invited me and I can invite five people. So I'm still um, discovering exactly what it is, but I think it's going to, I mean, hopefully I can use it more because sometimes collaborations is a lot of, uh, you know, like, exporting the files, uploading them, downloading, you know, all that stuff. So 
It yeah, like... it can be time consuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's interesting. There, I, I know at least one module called Blend.io. We've been uh, working with them a little bit lately, and uh, it seems like a platform, a cloud-based platform with a similar Dropbox functionality for for collaborators for basically people who can upload their projects and so on. I, I really like the trend and uh, that uh, there are companies doing something for musicians so it's easy for them to collaborate. So I think it's pretty cool and I'm sure we'll see lots of developments uh, in that area in the nearest future. Uh, awesome. I mean, it, at least one more question. And uh, I'm, I haven't seen that you've been uh, selling anything uh, from your social media profiles, at least from what I've seen. Have you been into uh, direct-to-fan e-commerce, like selling some of your records, or um, maybe also going to uh, digital stores and distributing your music there? Um, I I have some CDs that I sell at my shows and like these T-shirts I'm selling also. I have a little store set up through SquareCard. Um, so I've posted that a few times on my Facebook for the t-shirts especially, but it's not a big push at this time. I'm more focused on um, still building my music, you know, and I think after I get to a certain point, it might just be a little more natural than right now. I'm, you know, I'm doing everything myself. So having merch is also another um, subset of being an artist, but it's not, um, it's it's just so time consuming and not something that's super important to me right now, um, but yeah. And I I released my last EP with potholes in my blog, and I had it up on Bandcamp for five dollars for download. But I actually just emailed him last week and said, you know, let's just make it free. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have my music be free more than. I mean, I, I, it's always nice to get money for something you love to do, but I think it's more important to have people hear it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And it perfectly makes sense for sure. Excellent. I, uh, I, I really like everything that you are doing generally. And uh, I, I think there are some ways to um, maybe not necessarily improve, but just, uh, for example, building a team of supporters who would uh, help you with some of the uh, some of the directions and building your uh, building your brand further may be helpful. I'm not sure if you have any plans uh, with surrounding yourself with people who would be helping you with some of the things, because you know how time consuming content creation is and all the other things. And uh, I'm pretty sure that there are people already who would be interested in uh, being more active in helping you. So have you been looking in that direction? I guess I'm not entirely sure how to look in that direction. Um, I definitely want help. I want a team. You know, I would love to put my ideas in other people's hands and have them run with it, you know. Um, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm working towards that and I, I feel more and more like it's becoming a defined possibility. I just haven't found my path towards it yet and I'm still working towards that. Um, but Mm -hmm. I am, I mean, I, I'm continually finding new ways to find a support of people online and, 
Um, one of the things that I'm really excited about on my tour is that my last show is going to be online, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, the whole tour is kind of this idea of transitioning from URL to IRL, you know? Um, and this, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tiny Chat shows. Not sure as well. So it's essentially an online concert venue and I've done a few shows online um, and just this is the first one that I've sort of organized but um, it's a chat room tinychat.com and then there's different there's actually a, a handful of online venues so the first one I did w was called SPF 420 and it was such a weird experience when I first went in there. Um, I just wasn't sure what it was because it's a chat room, right? But there's people who start broadcasting themselves and start performing. And then everyone in the chat room, you know, is typing, oh my gosh, like this is so amazing. And so my, my producer friend, uh, Chungum, actually invited me in because he was going to uh, premiere our song on this uh, venue. Mm -hmm. So that was just amazing to see all of the instant interaction with the song. People loved it, you know, and it was amazing to see that. And uh, so then I got to perform on there a little bit later and um, it was crazy because Krayshawn was actually in the chat room. Nice. <laughs> and there's just, there's so many producers that hang out and talk about music in these chat rooms, even when there's not a show. Like last night I was, you know, in one just hanging out with these producers. And it's something that, you know, like three or four months ago I had no idea about, but now it's become a part of how I work, just bouncing ideas off people. And, and through Tiny Chat, I find so much new music. It's, it's, Really, I just love it. Um, so there's uh, Drip Fest is another one. Um, and then there, the one that I'm going to do um, in Milan, I'm going to set it up, hopefully find a strong internet connection. Um, and it's called Eki Party. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just going to get, like, my friends online to perform. There's some that, like, the person who moderates it he has a few friends that he's going to bring in and then like Kid Henrik, Falls, um, so Juju, uh, just like some bedroom producers and like so Juju's a, a DJ and yeah, it's going to be great. Awesome. So uh, I, we'll just be keeping an eye on uh, what is happening when you're in Europe. It's a bummer that we won't be able to meet in person, but next time I'm pretty sure. And uh, I'm linking to your profiles in the show notes, so uh, anyone can find your uh, SoundCloud and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook pages, of course, and your website. And uh, uh, yeah, if there is just anything else uh, that uh, you'd like to share, then uh, let me know. Yeah, I just want to encourage um, all the girls out there who are doing music to keep doing it and, um, you know, 
dig in there and find new ways to do production and just keep it up because I work with a lot of guys and they're all awesome, but anytime that I meet a girl who's doing music and especially production, I'm just really intrigued and um, feel like I found an instant friend because there aren't that many out there. So I just want to encourage everybody to keep it up. Yeah, this is great deep as well. So thank you. Uh, I really hope that your talk goes great. Once again, we'll keep an eye on it. And I, I really appreciate all the interesting information and uh, these chats, Abigail. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Andrew. You have been listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wespin12.com.